Hey, it's Greg Stanley. Did you know you can now win prizes such as a Starbucks gift card, Concord tickets, or car swag for being the first person to answer an entertaining trivia question? Get weekly questions by following me on Instagram or Facebook at The Collector Car Podcast and just DM me your answer. The first person with the correct answer wins. This is The Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. All right. Well, cool. Well, today we have a great guest, Tim Flanagan. Tim, how are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. How about yourself, Greg? I'm doing fantastic. Now, if you would, I asked you to be on this podcast for a very specific reason. Tell me where you work. So I am the performance sales manager for Lebanon Ford Performance at Lebanon Ford in Lebanon, Ohio. Right. Yes. And you guys have made the national headlines a few times for the cool cars you have there. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing and why people are so interested in it? Sure. It goes back a little bit of a little bit of history about uh, I think it was six years ago, uh, almost seven years ago, we uh became a Roush authorized dealer. And you can usually find one of those about every 100 miles or so if you're looking hard enough. But uh, usually that just means you sell parts and stuff. But we have a couple of special guys in the back, uh, Ryan and Brandon, who uh, you know have stepped up and uh, gone through a, a ton of training to be able to do superchargers on cars. So that was really the foundation for what we started. And then a couple of years ago, uh, actually the same month that I joined Lebanon Ford, we rolled out a Facebook ad. Uh, I believe it was a Friday. Phil Cozen came out and said, hey, we're going to put this Facebook ad up telling the whole world that we do these uh, supercharged Mustangs, and we're going to sell a 727 horsepower GT Mustang for forty thousand dollars. Right. And we all just kind of, uh, I mean, we we just rolled our eyes. We thought, ah, who cares? You know, it's Facebook. Nobody nobody reads that stuff. And within six hours, we had 600 phone calls, and within three weeks, we had 6,000 inquiries. Needless to say, uh, for the 12 uh, men and women who were standing there in the showroom that day it was quite uh it was it was quite eye-opening yeah that's really crazy because i know it made national headlines and i listened to some automotive podcasts and i think i first heard about it believe it or not in the usa today newspaper <laughs> so i was like yeah. wait that sounds really cool wait that's like 10 miles from here <laughs> so yeah it was kind of like well i gotta check this out a little bit more so, now you guys are doing that again or you recently done it what's the update on that so uh, like any good um, good program that stays relevant, uh, we tried to level up. Um, initially, we just did the Roush superchargers uh, in the 15 to 17 series. I mean, you could do older ones too, but, uh, you know, the 15 through 17 was on the new S50 body style. S550 body style, and uh, and it had a lot of boost. In seven, or I'm sorry, in 1819, we brought in a pick your power program. So we expanded our range of offerings from merely being a uh, you know Roush dealership to include the likes of Whipple, um, Edelbrock. We do Pro Charger systems. Uh, at the time, we were doing some Hellion twin turbos. So it really uh, it broadened you know the uh, the range of customer that we would receive. Some people, you know, lean more towards uh, turbos, some some more towards centrifugal power adders. So it, it just, you know, it um it gave us a boost. And now this year we've uh, introduced, you know, everybody's always trying to push the envelope with horsepower and there's cars out there making 1,200, 1,400 horse. So 
we've got one. It is a uh, it is no warranty, but it is a what we call a dual system uh, project M. M being the uh, Roman numeral for a thousand, oh, but wow. on an E85 setup, you can do a thousand horsepower, and then with a simple change of the pulley, the tune, and your fuel, you could have it as a daily driver. Wow, that's really nuts. So uh, let me think about this. So no warranty on that one. So if you had to guess, like I get a thousand horsepower Mustang, let's not say it's from your dealership. Let's say it's from your competitor's dealership. And I lay into it and something breaks. What do you think would break first? Transmission, drivetrain? What, what would break? Well, the the two single, you know, single most common failure point in the S550 since the inclusion of the uh, independent rear suspension have been the half shafts. Okay. Um, and then there's also, uh, you know, there have been issues with your oil pump gears, crank bolt, things like that, shattering. Um, and I don't know whether that's heat. Uh, there's always argument heat versus vibration on the front. But I would I would suspect those would be two of them. But on our system, we actually shore those up. We put the billet steel oil pump gear combos in. We put uh, 2,000 rear wheel horsepower racing half shafts on the backs. Wow. Those, those are probably, you know, the first component. We, we picked this car on a specific platform. It's not like our 39995 car. This is, even though it's, it's still very affordable at 55,000. Right. It's not, you know, the base model with the manual transmission. This is the, the 10 speed automatic, uh, built in conjunction with GM. It's, it's got the performance package. Uh, with the upgraded brakes, so uh, upgraded radiator for better cooling. I mean, so this is the package that Ford had already set up in their GT performance package that gave you not only some some sportier drivability modifications, but it also gave you a uh, a platform that that I think uh, would would hold at least that amount. I think the Coyote engine is built for you know a, a minimum of a thousand horsepower. Right, safety right. ratings meant anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, if you would, tell me, what's your favorite Roush Mustang? Uh, well, currently, uh, it is a limited edition model that has uh, graced only the SEMA show. Um, it is the uh, the Jack Roush edition Mustang. That would be my favorite. Now, is that like a 700 horsepower monster engine kind of thing? It's, it's, it's actually a little bit more than that. So it touts about uh, 775 horsepower that is uh, about 10 more horsepower than the current gt500 um, it only comes in one color we actually ordered ours already um, there's they're only making 60 of them uh, oh, wow. for their for their 60 years uh, we'll have one available that car only comes in jack roush's favorite color uh, ruby red it, the only two options you get is uh what transmission you want and whether you want recaros Right, right. Okay, well, I'll be sure to swing by there, take some pictures, and post it on my Instagram page. Yeah, swing by and buy it, Greg. I mean, oh, it's okay. available, man. <laughs> How about lifetime sponsorship? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, that, awesome. I'm trying to get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this is called the Collector Car Podcast, and are there any buyer trends or selling trends in the collector car market you'd like to talk about or mention? Um. You know, it seems to me. Uh, you know, I've I've got friends who um, who actually have done some restorations, and uh, man, it, it, I hate to I hate to sound like a, a pessimist, but 
he's saying that it's just harder and f- harder to find uh you know uh, a good a good barn find or you know something of quality anymore it's like they're running out of them yeah i agree with you on that and i do know one of the big things trends that i think will continue is doing kind of the resto mod where you put that coyote mustang engine into a 65 mustang yeah and that's a difficult proposition because you have to take out the shock towers to do it and redo it everything you know because it's such a much much larger engine than the original 289 so i think we'll see that continue but yeah finding a good starter car is harder and harder because a lot of those have been sucked up and you know folks got them on the road or in the garage or something else like that i agree uh the uh the resto mod um I, I do think is uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. We were um, we were, we were actually talking uh, yesterday. He and I. His name's Pete Hammond. Pete uh, had a '79 Malibu that he uh, he restored, and he did a uh, you know he he fitted that with a, a newer built engine, um, newer electronics. I mean this you know power steering. Uh, it, it, the thing is beautiful, uh, ride smooth. But that that's kind of his uh, toying around car. But at the same time, you know, I helped him carry the uh, the body and reel and roll away the frame of a of a '69 GTO, and and he restored that one without any of the new modern amenities. It, right. So it, it, it's neat seeing both aspects of it. But I, I you know, for me, I walk in the uh, world of the modern car every day, and I, you know, I kind of like those. Uh, nicer things yeah i find the uh the collector car to be prettier things and of the modern car to be my favorite right well speaking of which you have any cool modern cars in your garage so uh i've been the performance manager for about a year for 11 and ford performance and i was just given permission by the boss uh (laughs) not my boss at work but the boss your wife (laughs) my wife uh she said she said honey you can you can get a mustang and I said, okay. She said, I just want a couple of things. And I, uh, I just kind of uh, gave her an a inquisitive look, I'm sure. And she said, uh, it has to be gray because she had a magnetic fusion. She loved it. It has to be gray. It has to be a convertible. And it has to be an automatic. And I thought, what do I, what do, I get to pick? This. You're right. She said, <laughs> she said, you can do anything else you want to it. And I said, oh, boy. So uh, quite a shopping list was developed. And we've had a lot of fun here the last couple of months. Did you do any exhaust work on it? We did. Um, did the uh, I, Because it's a convertible, I didn't want to go with, like, the uh, Corsa Extreme or the Borla Attack. We did go with a Corsa, but we went with the Sport. Uh, still has a, a nice throaty sound when it starts up. Um, you can hear it when you get into it, but it it doesn't. It doesn't crackle and pop, um, and it, it certainly doesn't drone on when the top's down. Right, right. Well, you know, I have to say there's worse base cars to start with, you know, so you can at least got to convert <laughs> <Hard> them. <enough>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Now, uh, at the end here, I do play a little game. I don't recall if I gave you a heads up on this or not, but it's supposed to be fun and kind of difficult. So it's called Keep, Cash, and Crush. And okay. what I do is I give you three cars, and you have to pick one to keep, which one to cash in for cash and which one you want to crush now if you're having oh a hard boy. time picking which one to crush i like to say well the figure it one two and three that just makes, okay. you, makes you feel better you know mentally maybe so the three cars i have for you is a 1968 shelby gt500 king of the road convertible you familiar with that car oh my god yeah <laughs> 
the next car I'll give you is the brand new Shelby GT500. And the last car is a used car, but it's a 2017 Roush P51. Oh, wow. Another collector item. <laughs> so, so I actually know a guy with a KR, uh, but his is the 2008 version. And That's still I, a I great car. Has, yeah, I think he has like four or 400 miles on it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but amazing. uh I I think I would have to um uh, keep the KR convertible. Oh. Uh definitely. Oh my god, that's uh, I mean, so so Pete and I I've told you about my buddy Pete. Pete but before I got permission to buy this, you know, he and I were constantly uh trading back and forth on these uh you know, on these old uh GT500 fines and GT350 fines, but yeah, I right. think uh, I think for the keeper, I would have to take that one. Wow, I'm impressed. Okay, what would be your cash? Cash it in. Well, so so my cash one right now would probably be the um, the probably be the the. Uh, well, it will probably be the the modern GT five hundred. Uh, okay. Yep. Just an incredible car, uh, but dealers are charging markups, and you know, I I actually hope to. Uh, I I paid my twenty bucks to try and win one at the raffle at SEMA. Uh, <laughs> I was just waiting on that guy's call at eleven o'clock on the morning. It was supposed to be, and then I found out that he actually made that call an hour and a half before. So I probably sell that one. Um, wow. And then uh, for for you know the. The, Do you want me to uh, say P50... it so you don't have to say it? Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> that leaves the P51 to crush. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I said that. Only one. I, only reason I picked that car is I actually have a friend of mine that actually bought one of those or, or sent in his Mustang to get it turned into a P51. So those are kind oh, of cool. Oh, okay. So. I was going to say, uh, we, we got one, and, and uh, we, you know, it sold right away. I'm really impressed considering how you, you mentioned earlier you know, you like the newer cars, you appreciate the old ones, but you like the new ones, and you picked the new one, the old one to keep. So I'm very impressed. Yeah, but with that. you 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 made it a very very particular, <laughs> like you reached <laughs> into my heart and uh, and grabbed that one out. Well, good, awesome. Well, we've only met once, so apparently I read you pretty well. <laughs> well that's good, man. Well, I hope yeah. to see you around the dealership more often, uh, not on you know just uh, service service changes, but for sure. Yeah. Well, now uh, you have any events coming up that you'd like to share? So uh, we, uh, you know, we with the uh, with the performance team um, are are always uh, going out to uh, various events. I know once spring kicks in, we'll start cars and coffee again. Probably team up with the Dayton branch. They do it out of uh, out of uh, uh, Austin, Austin Landing. Landing. Yeah, that's a great space. Me and uh, Josh Hip, our performance director, as well as some of the performance team, are heading down to Gatlinburg for pits, uh, ponies in the Smokies. That'll be the last weekend of March. We have, you know, the run-of-the-mill uh, car show. This this year, we're actually trying to uh, team up with uh, Von Gittin Jr. and RTR for our um, car show. Apparently, uh, MVG is having some remodeling, or they're doing something out there, building a building a uh, hotel or something. So we're going to be moving. You know, stay tuned for that for our regular car show, and then we always uh, sponsor the Sharonville car car show. So there's there's definitely things already in the works being planned and, and scheduling. But I know the the first date of anything that we've got, we're going to go down to uh, Ponies in the Smokies. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for uh, sharing your passion for cars with us today. Hey, thank you. I appreciate the invite, Greg, and uh, I appreciate you giving me a platform to you know talk about my passion. 
Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast. Thank you.